we have this beautiful opportunity at this day and age to have this abundance of choice, abundance and variety. And I think that can be sort of like the thing that really gets people tripped up is because there is so many options and we are so busy and we just want to know what to do. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it, right? That's why I create systems. And my systems, while they include all of these amazing healthy recipes that are gluten and dairy free, always include all vegetarian options as well. I mean, I'm, I'm giving people systems for their lifestyle. When it came to eating and dieting, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I interviewed over a thousand women and I said, what did you do? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What did you eat? How'd you do it? If you want to learn how to lose weight for life through intermittent fasting, burn fat, and break the bondage of food, then this podcast is for you. I'm Chantel Ray, author of Waste Away, The Chantel Ray Way. And each week I have different guests answering your questions. Remember, the thoughts and opinions in this podcast do not constitute medical advice. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. And today's guest is Brie Argetsinger, aka the Betty Rocker. She is a corrective exercise and high performance kinesiology exercise coach, a nationally certified structural integration practitioner, an international sports sciences association certified fitness nutrition practitioner, and also the founder of Rock Your Life, an online fitness studio with live stream home workout classes, 30-day challenges, and so much more. So tell us a little bit more about your health journey and where are, how did you get to where you are now? Well, that is a huge question and I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to see you. Uh, I started out, I mean, Rock Your Life is sort of like the pinnacle of all of the work that I had done up until now, basically um, fusing all of the passions that I have and really being able to deliver in one place, like a home workout experience to all of my women from around the world who come to these live classes. We now have five different classes every week that are live streaming and they get the option to watch them afterwards, you know, on their schedule. There's 30 day challenges, like you mentioned, like there's all this great stuff in there for them, but, you know, getting to the point where I was in the seat, both as a business owner and also professionally and personally, it's like a lot of, a lot of history behind that. Right. So I started the Betty Rocker blog back in 2011, um, shortly after having my own really big health scare. I, had kind of been living a very hard and fast life. Um, the Betty Rocker name for me initially was given to me because people were always calling me punk rock Betty Crocker because I was like, a, you know, I was like kind of an adrenaline junkie. I was riding motorcycles. I was doing a lot of skydiving. I was working with, um, you know, uh, people who were in sort of adrenaline fueled sports a lot with my, um, structural integration business at the time. And I was also just really like passionate about their health. So from many levels. So I was like baking a lot. I was always trying to find like healthier versions of the recipes I grew up with as a kid where we used Crisco. You, know, like that kind of thing. you probably remember, right? You make pie crust, you'd use half butter, half Crisco. Oh my gosh. Um, but I, back in, in my early thirties and I'm in my forties now, I was, I just, my adrenals basically burned out. I had just been do, going too hard, too fast. Um, I had a lot of body image issues, which I think fueled a lot of my addictions. There's a 
an amazing author, Gabor Mate, who wrote a lot about addiction. And he said that the source of addiction is truly pain. Um, trauma is, you know, at the root cause of a lot of people's pain and their response to trying to, to mitigate the pain is to self-medicate with some kind of addictive behavior. And that was certainly true of me. I was constantly trying to feel good and look good. And my focus was a lot on my appearance back in those, those days, especially through my twenties. I mean, when you go from being a teenager, who's just like becoming really body aware and body conscious and you know, my growing up, a lot of the pressure on me that I felt at the time from society and from my family was about performance. I felt like I either needed to be um, smart enough or I needed to be pretty enough. And I was pretty much an ugly duckling growing up and also not very popular. I had a lot of social issues. Um, I wasn't very comfortable in groups. Um, and I feel like because I wasn't I felt like I never measured up on like the prettiness scale. I wasn't very popular. It's pretty much the nerdy kid um, coming out of the library with stacks of books up to here against my chin. Uh, I, I was the smart enough one, right? Graduated third in my class from high school and went to Tufts University on a full academic scholarship and, you know, just was trying really hard to prove myself all the time, try to prove that I was good enough in some way because I wanted so desperately to be lovable. Like I think all of us do. Um, my methods of seeking love were just not very healthy. You know, I was just really, really focused on external appearance because I thought that was something that I really lacked. And um, a lot of my behaviors, you know, were just like a real cry for help, I think. And I see this a lot. Uh, I, I, you know, fortunately have had the opportunity to heal my body and heal myself, which, you know, around that time I figured out I had burned out my adrenals. I had to take a hard look at all of the behaviors that I was doing to myself. What was I doing to myself? And not only what I was doing to myself, what I was saying to myself also, how negative I was <clears throat> towards myself and how hard I was on myself. And that took, that took a lot of that took a lot of self-reflection and honesty. And most of all, it took a lot of like taking responsibility for the fact that I was now an adult and whatever had happened in the past, I had to sort of like figure that out and decide what I wanted to make my present day about. And so I started writing the recipes down that I was using for myself. I started writing down the workouts I was doing for myself and I started sharing them on this blog called The Betty Rocker. And Whole Foods Market called me up about a year into it and they were like, hey, Betty Rocker, <laughs> which was kind of fun to have that, you know, be my name at the time. Uh, they were like, you know, we always feature a healthy team member of the month. And this month we've chosen this woman, Barb. And Barb has lost over 50 pounds in the last year, which is a very healthy amount of weight to lose over the course of a year. It's 50 weeks in a year. So an average weight loss of a pound per week. That's pretty impressive when you look at it over the course of a year. When we asked her what was her inspiration for this huge change, she said, Betty Rocker. I read her blog. She comes to the store. At the time, I was coming to the Denver Whole Foods and shopping, and I always would talk to the store employees. I would ask them about the food, ask them about them. Um, just friendly. <laughs> I was interested. And, uh, you know, they invited me to start teaching cooking classes there, which became standing room only, gave me the confidence to start developing more of my recipes. I found what people were really intrigued by in my cooking classes was what I talked about with the nutrients, like what's in the food. People not only wanted to know, like, why, what is this food that I should eat? They wanted to know why. 
how does it help my body? What are the benefits to it? You know, I was like super nerding out and, you know, I don't memorize all of that stuff. I would take notes with me. I would take, I would just do a lot of research and take my notes. And a lot of this was really like hearkening back to my early studies at Tufts where I was majoring in anthropology. I was studying nutrition and indigenous cultures. So I've always been fascinated by the the practices of native people because they feel like they lived in harmony with the land. They had a lot of wisdom about their bodies and that always just made a lot of sense to me. So this was just sort of a way to put all of that together and share it with people because it, it meant so much to me that I had been able to heal myself uh, from not going so hard so fast from stopping and thinking about what I was eating, making it based in whole foods. Um, you know, just a lot more mindfulness around my self-talk. And that stuff all just sort of seeped through into the blog and really, uh, I feel like it pe made people listen. And I adopted the Instagram platform pretty early, right when it came out, as I was fascinated by it. And I stood out there very early. Um, and by the time my very first program came out, the body fuel system, which is sort of like my foundational nutrition course, which has been, you know, revised several times over the year in response to reader feedback and also like me becoming better at, you know, using technology because I built everything myself. Uh, you know, it's, it's pretty profound to see how that has really helped people so much. And um, I was able to start selling that program just through my Instagram. That was my marketing back then. It was just Instagram. I started selling like about a hundred copies a month of it through my Instagram, the body fuel system. Wow. And um, fast forward to today, like what it was started in 2012 officially. Now it's 2019, uh, seven years. And here we are very, very different um, arena, you know, wow. same stuff, different day. Now, I know you've written multiple cookbooks. Do you specifically focus on like paleo or gluten-free or talk to us a little bit about what are some of your favorite go-to recipes that you would recommend and a little bit more about your cookbooks? Awesome. Thank you for asking. Um, the cookbooks I have are really incorporated into the eating guides that I've created. And all of my programs are gluten and dairy free. Uh, I don't subscribe to any of like, I basically just try to take foods out that often cause inflammation for people. And we find that gluten and dairy are two really common ones. Now I know that grains can be a really hot topic in that same arena, but for me, I was really my interest, like I had mentioned, was in the practices of indigenous cultures and cultures that ate grains were not eating them the way that we eat grains today. They were soaking, sprouting, fermenting their grains. And those practices are available to us now. And many companies are, you know, selling, for example, you can get sprouted quinoa at the grocery store quite easily, which is much easier for your body to absorb and, and digest and assimilate the nutrients. And um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm really in my recipe guides and my eating guides, I'm really focusing on teaching people a system that fits their lifestyle instead of so much of like, it's about, you have to eat just these specific foods because I think different things work for different people at different times. And I think if anything, we are all here to experiment on ourselves and see what works best for us. You know, your lifestyle is going to shift and change and throughout your life. And, you know, there's no one specific perfect diet for everyone is my opinion and belief, uh, because we've seen, I've seen different things work for people all around the world at different times in history. And we have this beautiful opportunity at this day and age to 
have this abundance of choice, abundance and variety. And I think that can be sort of like the thing that really gets people tripped up is because there is so many options and we are so busy and we just want to know what to do. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it, right? That's why I create systems. And my systems, while they include all of these amazing healthy recipes that are gluten and dairy free, always include all vegetarian options as well. I mean, I'm, I'm giving people systems for their lifestyle, right? So if you want to cook all of your food at once in one batch prep system, I've got that option written into the program for you. Say you don't want to really do any cooking. Say you're having a busy travel week, but you still want to know what are the best options to eat? What's going to be the healthiest? Where, how are you going to make sure that you're getting protein in with every meal? How are you going to make sure that you're getting greens and fiber and your healthy fats? Well, I've got like a, a, a nice minimal section for you where I show you shortcuts that are healthy and show you exactly what to do. And then some of us, me, a lot of the time fall in the middle. I want to do a little bit of staple prep like I want to cook a couple staples and then I want to cook on the fly and I want to eat out a couple days. And, you know, I've got a system for that in there too. So those are what my systems are really about that include my recipe guides and cookbooks. Um, but that's pretty much how I, how I do it. Did you ask me about my recipes? I, I didn't want to miss any of your question. Yeah. So like, if you had to say like, here's my top two recipes, you're like, out of everything I make, these are my favorite two that everyone loves. What would they be? Okay, there's two specifically that come to mind immediately, which uh, are two of my favorites. One is the unicorn bowl. It sounds mm -hmm. as, it's as good as it sounds. Um, you basically do your overnight oatmeal and you blend it, you blend a serving of your overnight oatmeal that's been pre-cooked in a blender with a little bit of your choice, almond milk, coconut milk, um, either a half or a full banana and a scoop of protein powder. And then you top it with, you know, whatever you want, maybe some walnuts or some um, flax seeds or some berries, something. I like the berries. Uh, I definitely never do, even in a smoothie recipe, I wouldn't pair a tropical fruit like a banana with another tropical fruit like a mango because it's just too much sugar, too much fructose. Um, but I do like to do um, a banana with a berry, you know, and especially since it's morning, you know, I'm, I'm good with having a little bit of extra sweet in the morning, but not too sweet. Um, green bananas are also a great source of fiber, prebiotic fiber, excellent for your gut health. So you can always add a green banana in there and get a little bit of that extra sweetness and still do good things for your gut. A second recipe that I love to pieces is my healthy chicken nuggets. Um, you basically just mix, do you do like an egg, you know, an egg wash and you mix um, almond meal flour with some herbs and spices and you just do, you know, you chunk up your chicken pieces and you do a double dunk and then you bake it on a baking sheet. And these are like crunchy and delicious. I'll usually put unsweetened coconut flakes in with the almond meal flour to give it that little extra crunch. You don't really taste the coconut, especially if you put like Italian seasoning or something in there that you like, some, some salt. Uh, you can make them spicy. Uh, I do a mustard sauce with that. And I have a vegetarian version too. That's a chickpea nugget. That's really easy to make in the food processor, which is also delicious. So those are a couple of my faves. Awesome. So in my newest second edition of my book, Waste Away, I talk about how people don't have to deprive themselves when it comes to food, but everyone needs to decide for themselves, like what is their red light foods, yellow light foods, and green light foods. And the red light foods are things that you go, I feel horrible when I eat this. I'm not going to touch it. Yellow, it's like, I don't feel great. I might have it every once in a while. So for you, what are your red light foods where you say, forget it, I'm not touching it. And what are some of your yellow light foods that you say, mm, I don't feel great, but I might have this every once in a while. I love your red light, yellow light, green light. I think that's such a great way to remember things and, and have like a good system 
for yourself. I, I love, I love systems as you can tell. I do <laughs> too. A great I do system. Too. I think that's fantastic. So for me, red light foods would definitely be, I, I really don't do well with highly processed foods. Um, gluten is another trigger for me. You know, it tends to, I'm, it definitely tends to make me feel bloated and I, I don't feel good, but again, that's on the highly processed gluten food, you know, foods that have gluten in them. I can do spelt bread, for example, if it's not made with a bunch of sugar. So there are like degrees of how highly processed. And I would put that sort of in a yellow light food. I'd rather make my own bread, which I usually do, um, and make my own foods. Those are all of my green light foods, of course, would be like the, my homemade foods, my whole foods. But yellow light foods would be things that are processed, but maybe I have occasionally like so delicious. Uh, they're nice cream that, you know, I might have with my friends as a healthy treat, a dessert once in a while. For me, yellow light foods too, are alcohol. I consider, I mean, alcohol has to process in your body, in your system. For me, that's a yellow light. That's one that I don't have very often, but when I, I don't deprive myself of it either, um, I have a healthy relationship with it and I want, I want to be able to enjoy it. But again, with, with alcohol, I'm choosing dry farms, wines, biodynamic or organic wines, um, whenever possible. So yeah, but I mean, my red light foods are totally the foods that upset my stomach. I don't want to feel that way. Um, I don't want to eat, um, highly processed, high sodium, um, foods that come out of a box generally that, you know, I don't, I can read, if I can read the ingredients label and there aren't all whole foods listed as the ingredients, then I'm kind of thinking that's probably going to be a red light food for me. A lot of sugar, excess sugar and something red light. Yeah. I, I love this so delicious dairy-free cocoa whip, coconut whip topping that I'll put with like berries. I, I love that, but I have to be careful because some of those things have like guar gum or some gum. And so I have to have a very small amount because any of those gums, you know, just they don't, I don't do well with them. So I have to, even though I don't feel terrible when I eat it, but that's still going to be a yellow light for me just because of the xanthan gum and the guar gum or, you know, some of these things have carrageenan in them. Um, I yep. just don't feel yeah, great. Yeah. Some of the almond them. milks, like some of the almond milk brands have carrageenan in them. And I, I know exactly what you're saying. I'm so glad you brought that up because there are just so many things that because we want to make things shelf stable for people, these things end up in our foods and you know, in small amounts, I like that it's, that's why I love your system. Yellow light, right? Like, you know, if you're having your baseline of healthy whole foods, most of the time, it's okay. If you have some of these yellow light foods, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna turn the wrong color, <laughs> I guess, if you use their system. But I've also devised a system in all of my programs called NSA. And do you remember that movie, No Strings Attached with like Natalie Portman and Ashley Fletcher, yes. right? That's Such a good, good one. Movie. Yeah. And I feel like that's sort of my approach to some of these red light, even foods, because I feel like it's when we attach the stigma of this is a bad food and I can never have it, that we tend to obsess about them and we tend to feel like we can never have those. Now, no strings attached when it comes to sex. That's just about like playful sex that isn't about any kind of attachment, right? I want to have a long-term relationship with my healthy whole foods, but I think it's okay to have a playful occasional relationship that's no strings attached with some of those red light foods. I think that that's sort of my attitude around just being like kind to myself. And because I tell myself it's okay, occasionally it's no strings attached. I, I really generally don't eat them because I know how they make me feel just like I know how those old relationships I had with guys back when I was younger and didn't know how to really cultivate a healthy long-term relationship 
turned out for me, how I felt afterwards. I felt let down. I felt like crap afterwards, just like eating those foods does. But I don't tell myself I can't. I just say, that's no strings attached. I created a different sort of framework in my mind about how I look at them. And that way, if it's the holidays, if I'm at someone's house and they make that food, I am able to put it into the container of no strings attached. I approach it with love. I have fun with it. I know I might not feel great the next day, but I also feel okay about myself for making that choice. And I think that's important. Do you want to know something that I literally crave about once every two weeks and I just like give in and eat it, even though I don't feel great when I eat it. And it, it's so funny because people are like, gosh, that's what you crave. But it's, I love Ezekiel bread, but because it has gluten in it, that like if I had a piece of Wonder Bread, I'd literally be on the floor. I'd feel so terrible. But if I have a slice of Ezekiel bread, I don't feel great, but I don't feel horrible, you know? Um, but anyway, I literally crave Ezekiel bread with cottage cheese. So like once every two weeks, I will like, I will just be like, that's it. I'm having a slice of Ezekiel bread with cottage cheese. But even though for the most part, I try to avoid dairy and gluten because I know that even when I eat that, I, I'm not going to feel great. Um, but think I, about I the body's wisdom. Think about that there must be some enzymes in something. the cheese. And then there's something in that. I mean, I, I would put Ezekiel on my yellow list foods mm -hmm. because it's for, it's for me, it's not at all a red either. I mean, I think mm -hmm. at least it's a sprouted grain bread, right? Yes. They're, they're doing a good job with it. And they don't have added sugars in there. It's an excellent choice for people who are needing to buy a bread pre-made. I mm -hmm. recommend it actually when you don't have time to make your own bread. It's a great shortcut food. But it's not perfect. It's not the best food, especially if you're sensitive, like you're saying. Mm -hmm. So, but I just think it's really interesting because if there's something that we're craving, there's either, either a need that our body is trying to tell us about, or there's an emotional need that we're trying to fulfill. And that's something that's important. So I just think yes. that's really interesting. And you're yes. very honest. I love your yes. honesty. <laughs> and I love your honesty. I was going to say in the very beginning, I appreciate you being so vulnerable and sharing your story with us. Thank you for saying that, but I just want to speak to that briefly. It doesn't feel vulnerable anymore because I don't have attachments to those things anymore because mm -hmm. I've spent a lot of time really facing up to my ego and facing up to my fears. And I've done a lot of deep personal work, especially therapy and deep trauma work, healing work, because you can change those triggers for yourself and your reactions and responses. That's why I wouldn't even bring those things up if I couldn't speak about them in an empowered way. So I thank you for your recognition of my ability to speak to anything, but to, to be vulnerable, but I feel, I don't. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far, but as you know, I've interviewed over a thousand women and every time I've watched a thin eater eat, I realized that maintaining a healthy weight is a skill that can be taught and mastered over time. That's why I created a video course that will teach you all the tips that I learned to help me lose over 30 pounds. It's way more powerful to watch the thin eaters than even to listen or to read it. Go to Chantal Ray way.com slash video for a free glimpse. If you're wanting to take yourself to the next level, everyone needs a coach. Every professional player has a coach. We want to come alongside you and help you in your journey. Go to ChantalRayWay.com slash coaching. I just had someone listen to the audiobook three times and she just emailed me and she said by her listening to the audiobook three times, that's what did it. That's what allowed her to really lose the weight. We have an amazing offer for you. It's the second edition of my book, which has 
tons more information. It has the audiobook, the ebook. It normally runs for $29.99. You can get it today for $4.99. Go to ChantelRayway.com slash deal to get it. Now back to the show. Well, this is a question I like to ask all my guests that come on the show. Walk us through a day in the life of Brie. Like, what did you eat yesterday? When did you eat it? And what, just give us the exact thing that you ate. Okay. Um, Well, I always meditate when I wake up, which I think helps settle my stomach. I look at my aura ring stats to see how well did I sleep. Oh, I have an aura ring too. I love that. Me too. Do you have the rose gold one? I'm trying to see. No, I have the silver one. Oh yes. That's pretty. I have the rose gold one. Mm -hmm. I'm such a fan of that company and what they, what they've done. It's also really useful data to see, you know, looking at your heart rate variability and your resting heart rate. And like, you know, if you drank too much the night before, you know that that's going to affect your sleep and your readiness score. Just cool stuff. Side note. I know you'll put this in the show notes probably. (laughs) Um, But yeah, day in the life of food. Um, I don't drink a lot of caffeine. I tend to drink a half-calf espresso. So I, I, espresso has less caffeine than coffee, which a lot of people don't, don't know, but I do half decaf, half regular espresso shots in a little hot water. So that's my Americano. And, uh, you know, I'll have that in the morning along with, um, like, so this morning I had a unicorn bowl, like I was describing earlier. Um, and then I had, uh, I had a little smoothie. So I had a smoothie with strawberries, mixed greens, um, vanilla protein powder, and some almond milk. And yesterday I started off with like eggs with fresh herbs and some of my homemade buckwheat bread. I had some mahi for lunch with beans and rice and fresh veggies. And again, my beans are triple soaked and fermented and all that. Like I'm doing my soaked grains, um, for, a snack in the afternoon to pick me up. I had some of my berry green protein. It's my um, 15 superfood greens with protein. And I had that just shaken up in water because it tastes like strawberry vanilla. Then I had steak last night, grass-fed steak with cauliflowers, um, some potatoes and pesto, homemade pesto. It's dairy free. Mm. So that's pretty much it. I love fresh herbs, fresh herbs, fresh herbs for the win. I just like, I'm a junkie for cilantro, basil, uh, parsley, all of those things. Me too. That I have a garden and that I grow everything. I grow um, all my herbs. I've literally like, that's how I think everything tastes so much better. It's like, literally, I just cut up herbs on everything. I'm like a cilantro, basil. I love dill too. Oh, yes. Oh, so good. I know all of those and all of those fresh herbs are the things that, you know, give us so many important micronutrients and I mean, you know, we're so focused on the macros, like what did you eat? What didn't you eat? And you're like, well, are you getting your greens in? There's compounds in green foods that they haven't even like learned about yet. They're still learning about all the amazing things that can be found in greens. So I like to include a lot of um, pestos and just chopped up fresh herbs as often as possible to help me. Awesome. Well, let's jump right into the listener questions. And this first one's from Lydia in New York City. My friend and I have decided we are going to try a juice cleanse together. We've tried finding the best one out there, but haven't had much luck. So we thought we'd make our own juice at home. Do you have any specific recipes or ingredients that we definitely need to make sure we include? Also, do you have any tips for how long we should do this cleanse for? Um, I really personally don't advise doing juice cleanses because I feel like they really can strip you of the nutrients that you need to function and be 
at your best. I think that um, if you want to do a, a cleanse of some kind, I would cleanse yourself of all processed foods. I would leave out added sugars. I would um, really focus on cleansing your mind of negative thoughts. I think the best kind of cleanses are the ones where you just get really super clear on the things that you are taking into your body and the things that you are taking in through your, through your thoughts and your mind. You can clean out your Instagram profile, stop following people that don't make you feel good about yourself, right? Like just... I, I really just don't recommend doing juice cleanses um, at all. So sorry. I don't Lydia. either. <laughs> I don't either. And the reason why I don't recommend it is because I feel like most of the juice cleanses out there is just so much fruit. And so they're not a lot of vegetables and then you're missing all that fiber. And so like, if you wanted to do like a smoothie that had, you know, protein and you know, spinach and kale and lots of veggies, that would make sense to do that a little bit more. But for, with the juices, I feel like you have to be so careful because it's, it spikes your insulin so much because most of these juice cleanses have astronomical amounts of sugar in them. So much sugar. And we know, um, you know, we, we really, the, with fructose, you just can't, you don't, you don't have as much capacity to store fructose and it's not great to be overeating it. So that's why I was mentioning earlier, like pay attention to like the, the fruits that you're combining and don't be constantly putting so much high sugar fruit together with high sugar fruit, like the tropical fruits together. I completely agree with you on that, Chantel. And, and also like just doing, even just doing a smoothie cleanse, I worry about that because what it, you're, you're going to have a single source protein probably the whole time through, if you're going to have enough protein and it's just not enough variety. So I would really, I just really think that if anything, you just really pay attention to like what you're putting in your body for a set period of time. And then like go back into sort of your but, you know, cleanses kind of remind me of like dieting mentalities too. Like, I feel like they're kind of like, oh, I'm going to do whatever I want and then I'm going to do a cleanse. So I can just kind of like clear out all that stuff I did. It's almost like a purge of like, oh, I'm going to eat like crap and then I'm going to reset with this cleanse. So I worry about that mentality. Um, instead, I think like finding a healthier baseline of eating throughout the year where you allow yourself to have, instead of feeling like it's all or nothing all the time, like you have to follow everything perfectly, imagine that it's all or something and that all the choices that you're making throughout the day are actually like you're doing something good with every situation that you can encounter and you don't have to do it all perfectly. That's uh, something I think about a lot. Don't be too hard on yourself. Awesome. Hope in Sedona. I'm a, mo I'm a mom of two super awesome kids. They're both in elementary school and it seems like every other week their classes are having some type of party. And of course, I'm always having to send in some kind of snack or meal. We eat pretty clean at our house, but sometimes I just don't have time to cook and end up having to send a few packages of cookies. Are there any easy semi-healthy recipes you can recommend to me? I feel like such a bad mom for sending in sugary cookies, cupcakes, and brownies to a bunch of young kids. Hope in Sedona. Hope, I just want to say how much I adore and applaud your awareness of sugar in kids' foods. It's crazy how much, you know, I'll have people reach out to me and say, well, I'm making this recipe of yours. It has a protein powder in it. I don't know if it's okay to feed that to my kids. And I'm like, well, <laughs> kids need protein to grow. Just like we need protein to grow. It doesn't mean they should be necessarily eating protein powder, but if they're not eating enough nutrition, enough nutrients throughout the day, like there's nothing wrong with them having a food with a clean protein powder in it, in my opinion. Um, some may differ, but when it comes to your question specifically, uh, I would refer you to 
I, I would refer you to any of the recipes that I even just have for free on my blog. There's um, pumpkin protein muffins. There's these amazing chocolate muffins that you can make in the blender. A lot of these, these muffin recipes, you just throw everything in a blender, turn it on, pour it in the muffin tins, cook it for 15 minutes. So easy and they're so nutrient dense and healthy and they'll really fill you up. I've got some delicious, easy cookie recipes, which is like three or four ingredients. Um, but because, you know, you want to, I've got a recipe with, for cookies that you make with white beans, actually, that's really fun. And I don't know if you're eating, if you're okay with eating beans, but I sure would rather feed kids beans than a bunch of sugary treats. <laughs> like what's, you know, depending on their, of course, these days, I think there are a lot more food allergies in schools that people are aware of. Um, so that must be a challenge too, but those would be some of the recipes I'd refer you to on the bettyrocker.com blog. All right. Awesome. Jess in Michigan. I've never really been a fan of going to the gym to get my workout in. I don't really have much free time during the day. Plus the gym is always so crowded whenever I do go. So I usually do a quick workout at home or run after work. I'd like to think I'm in pretty good shape, but I would like to tone up a bit and get a little bit more definition. What would you recommend I focus on when I work out? And should I look into investing in some workout equipment since I just solely work out at home? It's a great question, Jess. I mean, I think you're like a lot of people uh, who are just trying to, I mean, I applaud you as well for like wanting to stay healthy and giving it the time that you have. That's fantastic. Um, I would really recommend following a plan just because when you're just kind of doing random workouts here and there, even at home, you may be uh, not as well served as having like a program to follow. So that's one thing to look into. Um, also having a community and support like my online Rock Your Life community where you could have plans to follow workouts you can do from home and challenges. That's something that can be helpful. Um, when you're asking about, should I add equipment? If you feel like you've mastered the foundations of your body weight training and you're kind of like feel like you want more, adding additional resistance is always a good idea. And you don't need a lot of equipment to do that at home. You can get some dumbbells, you could get a Swiss ball, an exercise ball, some stretchy bands. That's all the equipment I have in my home workout domination program, which is like an eight week at home program you do with very minimal equipment. Um, and we do a lot of challenges like that in Rock Your Life too. So I think that what you're doing is really, um, a really efficient way to train. I just wanted to, you know, I'd offer you resources to help you um, build on that. But in the meantime, you can use any of my free workouts on the bettyrocker.com blog. There are literally hundreds of them. You can search for them by body part type too. So feel free to avail yourself of those anytime you're looking for inspiration. But the fact that you're so self-motivated, I mean, bravo. All right, L in New Haven. I've always heard that eating too much sugar is not only bad for your body, but it's also terrible for your skin. I don't really eat a lot of sugar, but my skin is horrible. I'm always breaking out. My skin is oily and I can't seem to get it cleared up. It's a little embarrassing still to deal with problematic skin at almost 30. Are there any foods I should either stop eating or cut back on that might be affecting my skin? Are there any foods that I should be eating that will help clear it up some? So that's a question that I feel would be well-suited for um, some type of gut health test, blood test to see what's going on with your microbiome and see what foods are triggering you. I mean, you're right on, like good for you for asking Chantel this question because your skin really is one of the messengers of your body, of your gut health too, especially. So um, keeping an eye on it is really important. It sounds like this isn't normal for you. So I would get 
with your doctor, naturopath or functional medicine doctor and ask for some type of, um, I've done what's called the Nutra eval before several times to see like what foods were pinging me. And there are many different types of tests out there. It might also be hormonal. Mm -hmm. And I would also just recommend to anyone listening to remember that, you know, it's not just about nutrition. They're what I teach are the four pillars of health. You know, how is your sleep quantity and quality? This affects your hormones. How is your, obviously your nutrition status? How is your stress? How's your stress management? Because your stress can also really affect your body's biorhythms and um, your hormones as well. So those are things I would just sort of check in with. And are you exercising regularly? Those are the four things that I kind of like check in. Um, and those are all things that you can get external data points for that can help you kind of get more clues as to what you might want to address, but there aren't any, I'm not going to tell you there's a specific food because that specific food might not be great for you. And I don't know what else is going on with your body right now or your health history. So I would definitely recommend working with someone who can take a look at your blood work and see what's going on in your gut. Awesome. Well, I know you have a freebie for our listeners. So tell us what that freebie is and where can our listeners go to follow you and your work? Oh, you're so generous. And I want to be generous in return. <laughs> please, please, if you are interested in uh, the question that was about how can I do some home workouts, I, you know, or want to work out and get fit from home, um, I've got a free challenge. It's 30 days long. You get a free 15 minute video every single day for the 30 days. You go to makefatcrychallenge.com to sign up. And um, the catch is, because I know you're like, well, how can you give that away for free? Every day your video expires after 24 hours. So you have to stay on track. So this is how I'm your tough coach with love making you stay on track and really get the results that you're after and also help you form healthy habits so that you have this in place. So then if you choose after the 30 days to continue with another program or continue on your own, you've got an established routine in place that you can now follow. And it's a lot easier to stay on it once you've set it up for yourself. And you guys can all follow me on Instagram at the Betty Rocker. You can hit me up on Facebook at the Betty Rocker. And you can, of course, please feel free to use the free resources on my blog, thebettyrocker.com. And Feel free to check out our protein powders on wholebetty.com and um, anywhere else that you just Google me, find me everywhere. Betty Rocker. <laughs> awesome. Well, I love your site. You know, your, your site just makes me happy. Like just looking at it makes me happy. It just makes you smile. So you guys definitely have to check it out. And if you have a question that you want answered, go to questions at chantelrayway.com. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.